You're listening to the In Search SEO Podcast by Rank Ranger. That's right. You are listening to the In Search SEO Podcast, the podcast that paints the town red with succulent search marketing insights. Bring forth the beer because the host of Search and Suds, Mark Beelan, is here to make your SEO, your local SEO, strategic. We're going to dive into the advantages of strategic local SEO over tactical local SEO. What does a strategic outlook on local SEO actually look like? And where links and reviews and so forth all fit into the strategic mindset. But first, it seems that Google has finally figured out Corona. God, I'm glad somebody has because the ranking trends all show on all COVID-19 related SERPs all show that things have finally stabilized on the results page, so we're going to get into what's going on there. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am joined by she who is very much not an over-microwaved baked potato, Sapir Carabello. Aww. I know. Hello. Very nice. <laughs> so nice. How's life? Very nice. Uh, all good. All good. Yeah. How are you? Uh, you know, it's all good. You know, baseball's back. Very exciting. Yeah. Very, very excited. Is it? Yes, not that Korean baseball was bad, but they weren't throwing into the high 90s. So you can't really call that major league baseball. So now real baseball is back, and God, it's great. Have you watched any of it? Uh, I, I, listen, I, honestly, I've never watched a baseball game ever in my life. Wow. Like, not even like for like five minutes. Yeah. No. Just like in movie scenes. I think when there was like a baseball scene, I watched it. So I do know what is a home run. Okay. But I don't actually know the rules of the game. I don't know anything. Like, do you know what a strike <laughs> is? You know, strike one, strike two, strike three. Like, you know, strike three and you're I'll, out. I'll listen. I'll take a wild guess because of the name, and I'll say that it's when you hit the ball with the bat. Oh, you know that is intuitive. Like you strike the the, the ball with the bat, but that actually yes, is the total wrong the answer. And it's amazing oh, that you really? don't. Yeah, that is like the complete wrong answer. It's the total opposite. It's when you miss, <laughs> which is amazing oh. that you didn't know that. We're just gonna leave that aside. Why did I know that because it's like it's part of it's just part of life, Sapir. Just part of what life. Is baseball. Baseball no, is not. part of life. No, Strike three and you're not. out. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Do not forget. We put out a new episode of the InSearch SEO Podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find the InSearch SEO Podcast on the Rank Ranger blog, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, or wherever great podcasts are found. Also, do not forget to sign up for our newsletter. Keep up to date on the podcast. Get some great, novel, insightful SEO content sent right to your inbox. Head over to the Rank Ranger blog. Click on the InSearch SEO Podcast tab. And you'll see a place where you can subscribe or the very blog for this podcast, the very post for this podcast, will have a button where you can subscribe. Also, don't forget that we have the InSearch SEO's Twitter page where we release bonus content from our guests, from me, each and every week. Some really interesting, fun, 
fun bonus content. It's on Twitter at insearch underscore SEO. Also, also almost unplugging stuff. I am. <laughs> Rank Ranger is the only place where you can find a dedicated tool that helps you track sentiment on the SERP. So head over to rankranger.com. Have a look at our reputation management rank tracking tool. Sign up for a 14-day free trial. Check it out yourself. No credit card necessary because we are not spammy. So great show for you today. We're going to get into some local strategery to court a former president. Um, and before we get into that local strategery, from the one and only Mark Beeland, who is the host of the Search and Suds podcast, back in the end of June, Google rolled out an unconfirmed update that saw a lot of government sites, you know, like CDC, um, um, I can't think of any other, the NIH, all those kind of sites get a ranking boost. And I was like, hey, let's see how that impacted COVID-19 SERPs. And then right. guess what I did, Sapir? Oh, I'll take a wild guess and say that you actually checked how it impacted the COVID-19 SERP. Wrong you are. I did nothing because I have very little <laughs> time these days. I, I'm burnt. I'm, I'm burnt. I'm fried. And I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And I didn't oh, have a chance. It's okay. At least you have baseball now. At least I have baseball now. Thank God things are okay. Yeah. And at least you now know what a strike <laughs> is. However... One night last week. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. Oh my gosh. Okay. One night last week, um, my kids fell asleep early, like around 9 30, which mm -hmm. is early for them, which is insane. And my life sucks because of it. <laughs> and like a total loser, I said, Hey, which, you are. which I am, freely admit yeah. this. I said, Let me go check out the COVID 19 SERP to see how that June update played itself out a month later. Which is why, oh. Sapir, we're going yeah. data. So, we're going data, but it's trends data, which is in a way is kind of easier to share without visuals on this audio experience, which you wouldn't think it is, and as odd as that sounds, it actually is. That aside, since March 11th, which is literally, literally the same day that COVID-19 became a pandemic officially, the SERP for COVID-19 related queries has been nuts. And we've spoken about this many times before, but that is no longer the case up here. No longer. What do you mean no longer? There's still a pandemic outside, you know? Yes, I unfortunately know. And I'm very, very frustrated by it because it kind of went on lockdown <laughs> for like three months here and nothing. Then we threw it all the way by release, opening things up too early. But let's not get on that because it makes me very yeah, angry. Please. Really <laughs> makes me very angry. But in terms of Google, right, back on track, in terms of Google, so, okay, before the June update, um, sites on the COVID-19 SERP, we'll call it, were bouncing all over the place. Like, imagine a line graph. The lines are jumping up, the lines are jumping back down, back up, back down. Sites are jumping 10 spots, losing 10 spots the next week, gaining five ranking positions, in th you know, three days later, then losing a million ranking positions. A lot of volatility, a lot of sites going up and down. The line graph looked very spiky, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, I boil that down. We talked we talked about it before. Why yeah. are you bringing it up again? Well, I said we talked about it before. Obviously, I have something new to add. Either that or I'm okay, a total idiot. Okay, I added already. Okay, <laughs> thank you so much for rushing me. You're ruining my mojo here. But that's why you're here. That's, <laughs> that's why I think job, that's why yeah. God put you here to ruin my mojo. <laughs> okay, so before, exactly. June, right, before June, pretty much. I'm sorry, not before June. After June, get my thought on track. After June, pretty much 10 or even the top 20 sites 
were ranking in the same position day after day after day. So after this June update, tons of stability on the COVID-19 SERP. So now imagine that line graph again. No jumping lines, just straight flat lines because the same sites are ranking in the same position day after day. Yes, a little movement here, a little movement there. Nothing's totally perfect, obviously. But overall, same sites, same ranking positions day after day after day on the COVID-19-related SERP, or for queries related to COVID-19, put it that way. And it's been like this for a month, which is the advantage of me not having time. I'm looking at it a month later, and nothing's changed. So no real reversals. Oh, wow. Okay, that's that. it is interesting. Um, do you think it's because it's not new anymore? Mm, partially, yes. Like, yeah, Unfortunately, I think this means that COVID-19 is the new norm. After five months, uh, Google has, yeah, it's just, it's just, it is what it is, right? We've been right. dealing with this for months already. Google's kind of figured it out, and it's not so novel anymore. It's just the norm, which I guess makes life right. easier for Google. Isn't that great? Um, as proof to that, though, there are certain COVID-19 topics that are new and are novel, and those still produce very volatile SERPs. For example, like, um, is COVID-19 airborne, which is still a matter of debate and reality, right? The who says it is, it might be. Some other scientists say that it definitely is. Some say that it's not. It's still a matter of debate, and that is reflected on the SERP because that query is very volatile. Ah. Yeah. Wait, so can you, can you make, like, um, a more, uh, like, can, can, could you d- differentiate better, like, what terms are more volatile than others? Yeah, so um, let me, let me, I I can, but let me take a step back. Okay, so Google is boosting government sites. I think that finally, it seems, that finally made Google feel comfortable with what it shows on COVID-19 related SERPs. But I wonder if Google was feeling more comfortable on SERPs that are indirectly related to COVID-19 as a virus per se, as opposed to queries that directly relate to COVID-19. Does that make sense? Wait, what do you mean by indirectly related to COVID? So, like, as opposed to a query like COVID-19 virus or COVID-19 cure or COVID-19 symptoms or COVID-19 vaccine. Those are, like, you know... That's pretty direct. Those are, those are entirely right. related to COVID-19. It's pretty direct. Um, right. There are queries, and I literally... I, I'm picking this query because I have a hard time with it. Walking in the park during coronavirus. Right? I, I literally sometimes have no idea what am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? Can I take my kids to the park? Can they play in the jungle gym? Can they not? So it's not like the same kind of directly related COVID query, like COVID-19 um, health risks. But it's still COVID-19 related, just, you know, second tier, we'll call it. Or take, for example, um, you know, mortgages during COVID-19. Same kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? I think, like, when you see Google making change after change on the SERP, which is what it was doing prior to the June unconfirmed update for COVID-19 related queries, it means they're not happy with the algorithm is producing. So they make an adjustment. Not happy. They make another adjustment. And they literally look at what's ranking, what should be ranking, and say, okay, let's make another adjustment. And finally, they found something that worked, which was the boosting of government-related sites. What I'm trying to say is I don't think the problem that Google was not happy with, right? It was obviously not happy about something related to the COVID-19 SERP. I don't think it was unhappy with what it was showing for COVID-19 or COVID-19 symptoms or COVID-19 health risks. I don't think the problem was there, right? Mm Because all that happened there was, you know, like the WebMD went down a little bit and the CDC went up a little bit. I don't think Google was saying, you know what? Damn it. WebMD is ranking too high. 
boost the government sites, get the CDC higher. I don't think that's enough to change the algorithm because like, the WebMD is a little bit too high. WebMD is a great site. And if you, yeah, you might want the CDC a little bit higher than WebMD. Okay. But that's not what's going to cause Google to freak out and just make change after change after change after change. But for SERPs, for queries like walking in the park during coronavirus or coronavirus, you know, mortgages, they really do touch on the topic in a way that demands very authoritative info to show up. Because it's, like I said before, a simple walk in the park brings up a lot of questions. And I chose that example because literally I have a lot of questions about it. So Google upping government authority helped on those kind of SERPs. Those kind of SERPs where they, they deal with COVID, but not as directly like a keyword like COVID cure. And by the way, yeah. for both of these keywords right, that I mentioned, the one related to the mortgages and the one related to uh, taking a walk in the park, Google has strong government sites showing up. Like in the case of COVID-19 mortgages, oh. yeah. And, th- and this is the best case that I saw. Google has a government site that ranks for COVID-19 mortgages that helps you deal with getting assistance for your mortgage as a result of COVID-19. And that government site, after June, now outranks Investopedia. Uh. So I think it's the government sites in those cases really make a difference. As opposed to showing me Investopedia right away and the government site being way down, the government site is now way up. And I think boosting can, government can sites. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just rambling. Um, <laughs> okay, but Google upping those government sites for both of those queries, for both of, the, of these terms, mm-hmm. um, shouldn't it um, also result in a, in a not volatile uh, SERP for those kind of queries as well then? Yeah. So, all, yes, all, all those kind of queries, as I'm trying to say, all of those kind of queries, either one, the ones directly related to COVID, like COVID-19 vaccine, and the ones indirect, like COVID-19 get a mortgage, are now stable. All of them are ah, stable. That's okay. what I'm yes. Ah, all of them are stable. Okay. What I'm saying is I don't think Google really had a problem with a query like COVID-19 symptoms. I think it understood what to show on there, and I think it pretty much, you know, has what it wanted showing on that cert, maybe a few different order, you know, WebMD not ranking number two, ranking number four instead. But I'm saying the real problem was those those SERPs that are related to COVID, but maybe not as directly. I Where you want to have those authoritative sites from the government showing up, and they weren't. But now after June, they are. That's where I think we're upping the government authority was the real difference maker. By the way, right. side point really quickly, I think Google should reveal its process here. Because it, and no one got COVID-19 right. So, hey, it took you a while to figure it out. No one's going to hold that against you. But say, here's the problem that we had. Here's what we did. Here's another problem that we had. Here's what we did. And here's how we fixed it. That would really be, A, interesting. Uh, it would be transparent. And it would really, I think, help people understand what the heck is going on out there. And it wouldn't. I don't think it would have any negative impact on Google. Like No one's going like, to game your system by doing that. But, yeah, that's just my okay. personal uh, preference. Okay, enough of that. Yeah? Enough of this up here? Yeah. Enough of that. Yeah. Let's get to a man. It was. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Thank you for being a wonderful part of that conversation. We're having a Hallmark moment here. (laughs) Let's go on to beer. (laughs) Let's go from Hallmark to beer. Because this is a man who loves beer. Yes. But a better change. Because Mark Bielan (laughs) is coming your way and he loves beer. He loves beer more than I do and that's hard. And good beer at that. Because not all beer is equal. Coors sucks. Budweiser sucks. Miller sucks. Corona sucks. No, it does not. 
No, it does not at all. I'm going to pretend he didn't say that because Mark Bielan is a man who loves real beer. Here is our chat with Mark Bielan, the host of Search and Suds, on having a strategic approach to local SEO. Here comes another search marketing expert. It's time for an in-search interview. This is an InSearch SEO podcast interview. Today we have we have with us an in-demand speaker, author, and SEO contributor. He hails from the land of Ditka and is the host of the extremely well-produced video series Suds and Search. He's Chicago's own, the founder of Search Lab. He's Mark Bielan. How's it going, Mark? Good morning. I need to hire you. This this is like the morning in Chicago. That intro makes me feel so so welcome. So thank you very much. My pleasure. I get. I tell my guests like this is the highlight of the interview. It's like all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I love the the suds and search thing because I'm I'm a big. I was until I moved to Israel. I was a very big craft brew guy. We yes. don't we don't have that. We do have that here. It's just it's expensive, so it's not worth it. I'd rather drink scotch at that point. But how did that whole Got thing it. start? Well, where I where I'm talking to you right now, I'm in Chicago in my office, and we're we're located at Irving Park in Ravenswood, and all up and down here are agencies like mine and microbreweries. And so, what would happen a lot is like you get done with work, you go over to one of these microbreweries, and you run into somebody you know in a, in a similar field. And I found that there were like all these interesting conversations that would happen. And that was kind of the best stuff. You know, it would be you talking to Andy Crestodina or Kyle Ackerman or somebody uh, right right in my neighborhood. And I thought it was just sort of a eureka moment. And our video partners kind of came up with the name, Suds and Search, and we started to film from breweries in Chicago. And so that was that was the beginning of it. And then COVID happened and all the breweries were shut down. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, what are we going to do now? And uh, it was actually Greg Gifford who works with me. It was kind of a, he's like, no, this is an opportunity. You can now just do Zooms and you can do it all over the country and you can talk to my friends. And so it, it allowed us to, to go national and international. Even. That's so cool. In the UK. And uh, I was drinking gin with, with her, uh, Joe Quick, just, just a couple of weeks ago. So it was great. Um, and so I like it because it's more my speed. I kind of like, I like to hang out. At vibe, you know, where it's just more casual. I'll have questions, but very often we just start in on a topic and I just let let it rip. And, yeah, it's great uh, stuff. So that's more my speed. It's a really good yeah. series. I mean, the fact that it has beer in it definitely helps. Favorite, favorite, favorite craft beer? I would say um, there's one from from Old Irving Brewing called Beezer that actually won an award and it's a hazy IPA that you know, that's kind of the run of the mill. They're they're everywhere here. So if you want to stand out, you have to be really, really good. And it's that good. It awesome. Like, I'll drive over there to get it. And, nice. Uh, I like yeah, IPs. I, I recommend it. Yeah. So it's called Beezer. I think the, the brewery is Old Irving Brewing. And it's right off the highway. So if you're coming from O'Hare, you right. would pass, nice. pass it. Right, it's right off the act. Right off uh, Montrose, I think is what it's called. 
that, some Polish sausage, and you're good to go in Chicago. <laughs> you're all set, exactly. <laughs> Head off to the a Bears essential game. Essential food groups, exactly. Right, right. Your essential food groups, beer and Polish sausage. Right. That's it. Pretty much. That's pretty much it. That's actually a dream. Um, we can keep talking about this for a long time, but we're here talking about strategic local SEO. So you yeah. talk about this, um, and it's a really cool concept, of thinking strategically with local SEO versus tactically. But I'm wondering if you can get us all on the, off on the same page and sort of explain what you mean by that. Yeah, I, I'm, I hope we have some time. I'll try and I'll try and set this up a little bit. So, um, when I got started speaking at SEO conferences, I felt like I needed a little bit of an angle. I was like, "There's so many local SEOs. What was I going to talk about that would kind of be different?" And I racked my brain. And one of the things that's definitely different about me than just about anybody I know in local SEO is I was a football coach. Oh, cool! And so nice. I worked uh, and. Pretty competitively, so we were. I was a varsity defensive coordinator at the end. Twenty eighteen was my last year, and it was it was a good uh, it was a good experience. There is a bridge to SEO. Just you have to. No, you no, have to I'm with out. you. I'm with you. Uh, we I took over at a place called Saint Ignatius. We were the like one of the worst teams in the whole state. Um, everybody scheduled us for homecoming for people who are from <laughs> America. That means like that's the game. Like your alumni come back. There's a dance, and you're you're you schedule somebody who you're for sure going to beat because everyone's just supposed to have a good time. So we would have like four or five away games. We would be everyone's homecoming. Um, so my first year there, we went one and eight, and uh, that means we not good, right? <laughs> yeah, right. not and, good. And uh, that was really rough. So there was like a lot of soul searching and went to work and I went to a bunch of coaching clinics and I was really, really gung ho about it. Like I really wanted to be a good coach. And, um, we had a the coach got fired at the end of that year. We had a new coach come in who I really liked and I liked the direction of the program. And we came out and the next year we went one and eight. Right. And so we lost again. And, uh, that, so you're basically the jets of, of high school <laughs> football. I, I'm basically the Detroit lions, which is my favorite. Team. <laughs> oh, <you're laughs> that's, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, yeah, it makes sense. I'm like a say Ignatius Lions fan. Uh, but fortunately, we got it turned around. So after those first two years, he went five and four, won the last game of the year, and made it into the playoffs. That's cool. Great. The next year, we uh, and I was coaching defense, and we were really we had a really good defense. The next year, we won our first championship. And then the next year, we uh, defended our uh, conference championship and went all the way to what's called the Prep Bowl, which played the Saturday after Thanksgiving, the mayor comes. It's the steep to tradition. It's as many games as you can play. And okay. so uh, it was really great. We didn't win. We lost in the prep bowl. But it was kind of amazing to see this whole thing turn around. And so, um, you know, what I learned from that experience that I think relates to my position now in SEO is that what we did differently once once we started to win was we really focused on process. So I... I you can see this uh, this slide from my presentation where it's actually this crude process of a Wolfpack Defender that we came up with, and we we evolved from there and made it made it better and better and better. But it put the the players in a position where they felt like if they did with these things, they would have good outcomes. And by focusing on that process, we had better leadership. We had better. It, we we put it in the players' hands. And that's that's how that's how that came about. The other thing that we did differently, um, we were always pretty good at schemes. So like I, I knew how to 
on, on a grease board, it looks good. Right, right, um, right. The, everything the, ex- should the execution. Work out. Yeah, but you know what? We weren't very good at his tackling. <laughs> we weren't very good at we weren't very good at blocking. And in other words, I think we were we were majoring in minors. We were majoring in things that are kind of. It's really great to have a good scheme. Don't get me wrong. Right. But if you can't tackle the other guy well. Um, that's not going to be good. So we totally changed the way we tackled, and we went to sort of the way, in layman's terms, we we tackle like a rugby player. I, right, so, that's a big thing now. So you don't hit yeah, your head. Yeah, that's a big right. thing. Right, and it's it's safer, and, it, and so we we only had like thirty kids, or sometimes we would have like between twenty five and thirty kids. So every injury was like having two players injured. Wow, because they were probably playing on offense and defense. And so um, it was safer and more effective. So we got totally back to basics, and we became a very good very good at tackling. That was like one of the things I'm most proud of. And that's why I think our defenses were pretty good. And so when I, when I think about my coaching experience and I think about SEO, I think there's a lot of the same kind of things. I think there's a lot of content that comes out. Um, again, I think everybody's great. That's why it's hard to find my, my angle, but there's a lot of content that comes out. It's very tactical. It's here's 25 things you should do about local SEO this year. Right. And that doesn't really that doesn't really click with me, compete with me in terms of doing that job. Um, really doing that job is about coming up with a strategy, coming up with, with solutions for it and, and, and going to work. And then the other part of it is I think there's a lot of like watching every little tiny update to, to GMB <laughs> or, or every little thing. And, and really what uh, you if you're not good at link building, if you're not good at generation content, two or three other things. And um that stuff's kind of minor, <laughs> you know. You better get you better get good at tackling. So you, you're you're very much speaking my language. One of my complaints about local SEO or local SEO content is that it's it sort of all sounds the same at a certain point. Yeah, my citations. Yeah, my local links. Yeah, my reviews. I get it. I got it. Great. Um, I mean, you're also speaking my language. The football thing. This is like right up my alley. <laughs> this is great. We could talk about. Yeah. Oh man, I, mean, I can't believe you're a Lions fan. I'm really sorry to hear that. That's yeah, horrible. thanks for. Thanks for your sympathy. Yeah, I mean, you weren't even good when you had Barry Sanders, and that no, was twenty years ago. A, no, and I had like every pet I ever got. Like, my, I had a gardener snake. His name was Barry. I had a, like <laughs> cabbage cabbage kid. It was Barry. Like, I, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's. I love Barry Sanders. He's a great player. Anyway, what's the what's the equivalent of tackling in local SEO? To me, there are there are two things. I think you have to be a good link builder, and so you have to come up with ways to get links for your clients, and that. That's the hard work that, that people I don't think talk about enough. I, I think coming up with a strategy that you can repeat over and over again um, is hard. So, and then I think the other one would be reviews, like having a right. review generation and, and, and management. And I don't think any of that is shocking to anyone. I mean, I think most local SEOs would agree with me on that. Right. Um, you might say spam fighting would be up there, like fighting spam. Is, that's the fun, that, yeah, that's the funnest it. thing about local SEO is like, hey, if you don't have any good spam yeah. to fight and put on Twitter, like you're yeah. not worth your weight in SEO. That's right. So there are these guys who like they're really Ben Fisher was on my show. He's so good. Like what did what did Darren Darren call it like a, a consumer vigilante? You know, right. they they just like help you uh, with these spam. So there's a lot. That's probably a, a close one, but but yeah, main, mainly link building and review. So how do you start thinking strategically about these things? Because, yeah, it's like one of the, okay, you need a link build, you need to, you know, get your reviews, blah, 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 blah. But strategically speaking, what do you do? Like, my other complaint about local SEO, and to all the local SEOs listening, I'm like, please, I don't mean any offense, um, is that you hear these pieces of advice, but no one actually walks you through, okay, here's how I think about this, and 
here's how I actually implemented it. Here's like a real case of what I went through. So when you're thinking about building lo- um, links locally, what do you think about how are you thinking about it strategically? And kind of walk me through like how has it worked out in a particular case, if you could. Yeah. I don't want to put you in the spot. No, that's fine. So there are uh, there are a few examples. I want to give you like a recent one. Um, but recently, I, th- I think the, the part that is murky that people have a hard time understanding and that I think it's overlooked a lot is you need you need involvement from your client. And so if you're just going to go out, if you have no guns, no bullets in your gun, then there, there's only so much you can do and it, it becomes challenging. And so this is the hard work of being a consultant. And that's what, that's the other thing I think people talk about a lot is like you have to have frank conversations with clients sometimes who need to be pulled in a certain direction and need to be nudged in a certain direction to do what, to do what needs to be done. Because if they're not interested in being involved in their community and they're not interested in, um, in sponsoring little leagues or doing uh, events or doing the sort of things to get links, we're very limited in what we can do. Um, so where do you push so, them? Or how do you so push I think them? The, I think the beginning of your, your strategy is to, A, is a, you have to have ideas that you're presenting to the client. Um, there's, I think there's, even in our, in our at, at Search Lab, I think too much of this hinges on the onboarding part of, of the client where there's like so much. It's just like, give me everything I'm going to need for three years. Right. And really, it should be, it should be, um, this should be a check-in that happens a lot. If you think about your business, very likely the ways that you're involved in the community have changed just in one year. And the world's changed in just one. Yeah, well, so, being involved in the community now, COVID or even post-COVID, that's a totally different ballgame. I don't want to like redirect you in too many different directions, but yeah, how the heck? I mean, local link building is really about, I mean, getting out there, interacting with the community and building re- real relationships that result in link relationships. Correct. Yeah. But if you can't Correct. do that because you're stuck in quarantine, yeah. now what? So what can you do, right? So right. we have uh, we have a client who is sleepy industry, like they're HVAC, HVAC right. and plumbing. So what could you possibly? It's really do with interesting that? stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now we're uh, now we're in COVID to, to your point uh, to make matters worse, and so they got on board with us for an event, and that's that's what they agreed to do, and now your job as an SEO is much clearer. Right, so now you know this is the this is the the bullet I have in my gun. Right, I can now it just becomes about stitching things together. And so, how do I promote that event now? And how do I do outreach? And how do I get get out? And the event was about giving away masks, so it was oh, like a cool. mask giveaway that they could do. So it was clever. Um, it was topical. It was involved in the community. It actually is helpful. They did want to promote it, so it's like genuinely going out and doing it. And from that, we got like seven links. So that's good. That's you know, awesome. like, that's a great like, idea. Yeah. And so you come back. And now what? what's really cool about this is they were kind of – a client was like, this is annoying. You guys always want us to do stuff. <laughs> they, do we're, stuff. Just, we're just plumbers. Like, we don't do that. You know, we're not – we've never sponsored anything. Right. You know? And you're like, just give it a shot. And once you – once it kind of clicked with them and they see it – they see like it's a win-win-win and we can sort of, um, I think the first part is just kind of connecting all those things and then just, you know, what do you, what do you call it when you just like get all of the juice out of the... Right, you're going to wring it out, out of it. Yeah, wring it out. Yeah, exactly. You wring it all out and so you're trying, trying to do it as much as you can. Um, 
but you're, you know, then it becomes, after you have the idea, it becomes much more of a traditional link building idea. You prospect, you outreach, you measure, and you come back to the client. You need to come back with more ideas. And so you can lather and rinse and repeat that process over and over again. It's almost like a mindset. You have, you're creating a mindset. Yes. I mean, for yourself, yep. one, it's a funny when you when you said it. The first thing that, I, that snapped into my mind was like, it's no one talks about local SEOs being marketers. You're a local SEO, no. but really you're very much a marketer. Right. Yeah. And so it's like you're, you, again, it's the difference between like a tactician and a marketer. A marketer is strategic. I mean, that's, right. they, they can do a lot of different things. And I'm, I'm fortunate. Like I really get to talk to these people on Southern Search where you're like, damn, I thought I was a good marketer. They are really <laughs> sharp. You know, like they're, they're really good. But, but that's the idea. So like I, I, I mentioned even in that presentation, like I'm interested. I, you can see how our, our task management tool works. And it's just like knock this stuff out. But I'm really interested in the mind that decided to do those things. Right. That's the fun part. Like how did you decide those were the tasks and yeah. why? And how did, how did that come about? And that, 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 that question how is really important to me because like, you know, what to do, just like knocking out tasks is one thing, but how do you decide that this client needs um, this kind of link building or that kind of link building? That's the, that's the hard work of being an SEO, of really being a marketer and a consultant. But I mean, that's really, it's really you earn your bread because that's really, I mean, being, being technical, not again, not to offend the technical SEOs out there. And being creative are very different things. And I find that there's a lot of technical proficiency. I think there's a lot of um, process. Like we have a checklist of what we're supposed to do. But the creativity out there in the industry, I think, is very much lacking. And particularly, I think, in local SEO. So the obvious question to me now is, okay, so you have a new client. You bring them on. How do you, how do you go about it? Like walk me through this. So you will have some onboarding process, right? You've got to do, you've got to do all that. And, um, and once, we've, once we've done that, and there's a, a questionnaire that gets us started. Right. So there's some very few businesses are like, yeah, I hate my city. I don't do anything for them. You know, like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not involved in the chamber of commerce. I'm not involved in anything. And so there is some, there is some setup. You got a new client. There's just some uh, interventions, uh, all that stuff that you can do. Um, but what I really want to get to is, is that sort of supply wheel of, of continuing to do it. And so it starts with a, a, a conversation about what we're actually doing. Um, and then you, you begin to you know, actually have to have, have to make sure that that's executed on. So if we're going to do um, like one of my favorite local SEO tips at this time is from a guy named uh, Blake Denman, who's been on my show is really good SEO. And I totally stole this from him. So I'd be, I'd be lying if I, if I said otherwise, but you know, you can come in and it's like this month, what I want to do is get, testimonials to work the other way. So who are your vendors that you really like? Like you have an accountant, Marty. Right. Do you I like do. your accountant? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you could, this would be a very easy pitch for us to like, we'll get all your vendors. We're going to sit with you, get all your vendors. And then we're going to go to them and say, Hey, we're really happy with your service. Would you like us to put a testimonial on your website? Of nice. My client nice. saying nice things about you. Right, and then you can you can come back and and build link back to you happily. Why wouldn't they, right? Right. And so um, you you execute that. You do everything you're supposed to. Make sure you you've got every single link you can, and then you need to return to the client and get the next idea going. And you should be the one who pushes that next idea. So it's like, all right, that went so well. Now we're going to be involved in events, and I want to have like a every three months event. Um, what 
what are you guys, you know, right. are, you, are you guys involved in your chamber of commerce? Can we partner with them? Cool. Let's do a chamber of commerce sponsored event. And, um, and what, what, how can we promote that? Well, there's a, a sister chamber. Let's try and get them involved as well. Uh, and then you execute prospect outreach and measure. So what goes through your mind? Like when you're, when you're sitting down with the client, like this, an idea like that, like, Hey, let me reach out. Who's your account? Let me, let me, you know, let's put a testimony on their site. I know it's a hard question to answer, but when you're thinking about finding opportunities, like what goes through your mind? How do you go back? What's that creative process look like to you? Uh, so there's some, some places you can draw from because you've done it before. Right. So you're, you're like, you know, you know, events work, you know, that sponsorships work, you know, that, you know, this idea of a reverse testimonial works. Um, but no, I, I, I think the biggest thing is you, you need to have a conversation with them. So it's, uh, this is the hard work. Like people don't talk about like you have a client. You have to talk to them. You have to get to know what are they interested in. Like, if you want to know what I'm interested in, I love, like, the reason it's search life, I have a dog. I love dog stuff. So I'm always, Chicago Canine Society is really important to me. We have dog yoga at my office. Um, I, like, there was an anti-make Chicago a no-kill city filmed in my office because I'm just passionate about dogs. Right, right. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know that about me. I had no idea until right ask. now. I didn't yeah, ask you. you uh, I should have asked yeah, you. And, <laughs> and so, and so you have to, you have to be a person. You have to get on the phone with your client. You have to start asking them these questions. And you have to realize that something that you're, they're pretty busy people and they might not be super happy to get that call. You need to get the job done. So it, you got to, you have to do that. It almost sounds like you're trying to like identify with them personally, identify with them. Like it's almost like, um, right. empathetic yeah. marketing. Like oh, I'm yeah. able to understand yeah. who you are, what you're about, like what, what problems you're facing, where you're at, what's around you. And then you can sort of figure out from there, okay, so where are the opportunities? Like almost like looking from your client's point of view, like Correct. I understand the world from your eyes. Correct. Yep. And so if you don't know those kinds of things, um, that's, there's a really great link builder that works for me, Adam. Um, he's awesome. At, and he, that's what he says all the time. He's like, we don't have this stuff. I'm firing a, he always uses the gun analogy. He's like, I'm firing a gun with no bullets. Like I need, something from the client. So that part of it is the most like murky and yeah, and hard to define. No, they're right. That's, that's a totally all, internal all process. Correct. Correct. And so where you're like, that can go in a million different directions, but it's got to get done because the next, the next parts are just, you know how to do that. If you're in any kind of SEO, you know how to prospect, you know how to do outreach. You right. know how to like, yeah, those are all it's, right. It's not, that's, that's, those like are, tackling. Those are rudimentary things. Yeah, those are right. those are those are rudimentary rudimentary things that an SEO learns in their first couple of years of doing this. Right. But the, the hard part is, you know, what can we actually do? And if we're driving the ship, that's not good either. Like, we're just going to sponsor stuff on your behalf. And no. You don't, you don't really care about that, that that robotics club that we're sponsoring or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> that's sort of what you're left with. Like, if you, if you don't get anything from the client, what you're left with is I'll just sponsor stuff. It's a funny thing. Like no one really talks about this in the industry. Like under an emotional connection to your client. Emo not like, okay, I, I understand. We talk about onboarding and I understand what their needs are, but actually emotional connecting to them and is, is the key to understanding where the opportunity lies for them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's, that would be, yeah, that's, that's how I feel anyway. So, wow. Uh, that's pretty cool. Sorry. Right, so run yeah. me through, let me, let me through some other keys of like your, of your mindset and how you're approaching your clients and how it's worked out. Cause I really, I love local SEO, but I really love getting into like how it actually works out. Yeah. So there's another, I, I said, there's another guy that we client that we really hit a home run on. They're, they're awesome. They're like, you know, you just get a client and you're like, 
this is everything I want. So they're, <laughs> they're 20, 20 location. Uh, they, they sell prosthetics and orthotics. So the price point. Wait, you say prosthetics and narcotics? Orthotics. Oh, so orthotics. Stuff for your feet. I was like, nice. I can get a, uh, a new arm <laughs> and, and cocaine. Right, exactly. Right. So, um, yeah, so they, they were like the original Searchlight client. They were my, my client when I was moonlighting. Um, and they, it's just been one of those that just went spectacularly well. So we were able to, um, we didn't have to kind of nudge them. That would be my main thing. They were doing it. They were involved in their community. They had all these doctors are like traveling to different places. So you just have opportunities all the time. And then you had to do some technical work to, to improve your site. And we're getting backlinks from local universities. Northwestern was, I can remember oh, like cool. Northwestern was like a great, uh, a great link that we've got. And all I had to do, like it was, it was there. Like the guy did it. And I was like, it was coming up. And I was like, hey, who are you talking to over there? Like this person, you're like, cool. I'm gonna call him and see if we can get a link to your bio on the website and a link to Shaq and Cyrus. No problem. It was the easiest link. It was like there's like two months of SEO work just done in 15 minutes just because this guy was doing that. And so they're they're involved in like wounded warrior projects and all these different things. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Well, those are the ones that you would know. Like Northwestern, you know, wounded warrior, you know, but like right. you want to get as localized as you possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. can. And so our, our link building for this, for this client has just been like, uh, it's just been like a dream scenario because they're, they were on board with us before we even got involved with them. And so our job was so easy. It was just like, like I said, just connect, just make sure, okay, you're, you're involved with this, with this hospital group. You know, who do I call? How do I get in touch? Who do I email? You know, how are my steps going to be like, try one, try two, try three. Um, and it became it, it's become like an amazing su success story. So like we we did we did a little bit too well because they just got acquired by like their big like a much bigger <laughs> competitor, and we remain involved with, with the client. So it's been it's been amazing. That's amazing. But it's okay. On the other hand, I'm assuming not all of your clients are like that. Most are not. Right. Frank's plumbing. Yeah. You know, he can barely pull up his pants without his ass showing. He's not going to be into yeah. doing marketing. No. And we work with car dealers all the time, and there's there's a, a, a tough combination of it's that the one fun thing about small businesses like these very small businesses is there is no red tape. Right. If you want to get something done, you're just like just talk to what would you say Frank's what just talk to Frank. Right. And he's you get a yes or a no, and it's over. His name is actually you know? Frank, right? Because every plumber's <laughs> name is Frank. <laughs> right, exactly. And so you just have to you just have to get the okay from one person, and so um, that's fine. Some sometimes you have like multiple stakeholders. That's a pain. So then, how do you get them so on board? Though, when Frank doesn't want to do it, like I don't want to go out there. I don't have to like sell chili at the local firemen's, whatever you know, chili cook off. Yeah. So how right. do you how do you so, get that? How do you pull it out of them? There's a there's it's like. This is this is very much like human psychology. There's like That's a lot of like how to, how to how to win friends and influence people. You know, right, make right, it his right. idea. You know, like make it his idea. It's like remember <laughs> how you said you want to do a chili cookoff? Yeah, you told me. I remember. <laughs> I thought that was such a good idea. Hey Frank, remember when you said you wanted to make sure your pants stayed up? <laughs> yeah, you should you should totally do that. <laughs> and yeah, you 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 gotta sell a little bit. And so um, working on working on their empathy, and then. 
there, there are times where it's just hard. There, there are no doubt about it. It's just a challenge. And I feel like there are, we have like Monday meetings and there's a, you know, we just try and say like, you know, you know it's not going to help you to do a big bitch fest. Like right. keep at it. Persistence, persistence, persistence. Like that, that example that I said at the beginning was a good one because that was a client who did not, they did not want to come along. They were really, and then all of a sudden they do this great event. It's a great, uh, great link building. You don't need like, they don't need 500 links. They need seven referring domains for a local business is great. Yeah. And they're all local and they're all like, that's, that's perfect for them. So that's a huge windfall. You don't need, you know, like in, in traditional SEO, they're like seven methods. Yeah, and local, that's a good that's a good day's yeah. work. I mean, I would imagine like once you get the ball rolling, what success breeds more success, whatever it is. I'm probably yes. botching that phrase completely, but once you yeah. get them going, like it's like when you're a little kid, right? And your parents are like, Come on, let's go, you'll you'll have a great time. You're like, No, I don't want to go anywhere with you people. And then you finally yeah, go yeah. and you have to admit, like, it wasn't so bad. I, and you'll never admit you actually enjoyed it. Right, but right. you do it again next time. But yeah, momentum's an amazing thing, right? So yeah. if you get that's why like the yeah, when I when I think of flywheels i think like that price is right you know like right. they wind like up and, and get going and it's like it looks for the like the little old lady it looks really hard to pull at the beginning all of a sudden it gets like faster and faster and faster like there's that, probably like, there's probably a guy behind there spinning it faster that you don't see right that's the that's the that's what you want and that's what you hardly get but that's what you want that's what you're aiming for and to your point, it's it's a really you're dealing with human beings, so it's never, uh, you know, it's never a straight line. Even that the client that I mentioned, that was like sort of like we hit a home run. It's like a steady client for us, and um, we 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 love them. It's not like it always went smoothly. There right. were times where they're just like, can't you just do that thing again that you did. I'm busy. <laughs> we're trying to get acquired, and or we're trying to acquire right. a company. Like I don't have time for this. Right. You're, no, you're that- always like like seventh on their priority list so you have to make yourself a little bit more important you have to market right you have to market yourself and it speaks to what you're speaking about the, this entire time it, it's it's thinking strategically about how you not just how you're going to approach the practice of seo but how you're going to approach your client it's all strategy right yeah and so yeah that's that, that's that's how i feel about it. i mean it is a little bit of a sales job a little bit of a marketing job and a little bit of a uh a strategist right at oh. one point at a certain point you have to make sure your citations are Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. Correct. Yes. Exactly. Um, no, you got it. You got it exactly right. Speaking of the small things, so I have this fun little game that I I play with my my guests. I call it optimize it or disavow. It's where I'll offer you either two really good options or two really crappy options, and you're stuck choosing either a really good option over another good option or a really crappy option over another crappy option, which is totally crappy. So this is a Mark Bielan version of optimize it or disavow it. So since we're talking about like you know small things like citations, um, if you had to spend all of your time doing one of these two ridiculously silly things, would you either focus all of your time and energy on your local panel's logo, that small little logo they give you, okay, or getting more of those highlights in your local panel? For those who may not be aware of, uh, for local, let's say you're a, a local brewery, so Google will have little these little highlight icons like you know um. You know, fun atmosphere or um, you know, quick service. I don't even know them at this point. Like, there are these little graphic I, icons. You can go find them. You'll find them there. Which one would it be? That logo or the highlights? I I can't do logo stuff. <laughs> I mean, I try. I just 
I would disavow logo in it. The other thing could be, you know, right. eating liverwurst sandwiches and I would still do it because it was just like, I, I think there's something to it. You know, yeah, there's something to it. So, um, yeah, logo stuff. Just, I can't get there. Yeah. I, I'm here. I don't even notice it. Like if you look at the, the local listings on, on the SERP, like there, a lot of people have adopted the logo. I just don't notice it. There's so many images there, but the highlights thing is kind of cool. They have like, um, yeah, you know, women own business. There, right? That's cool. There's a lot of good sure. stuff in there. Good stuff Better for Google. Business, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to get them, but hey, how do do you have any idea how have that you, works? I have no idea how to get you, them. I, I, there are some things you can put into your DMV that can help you. Like, say you're a veteran-owned business, a woman-owned business. Right. So cool. And and yeah. So so much so, I do local optimization. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, thanks, Mark. Really appreciate you coming on. This is well, fun. Thank you. I, I I hope you take that disavow or optimize. This should they should put that on TV. They, yeah, they should. At least at least take it on the road. It would be good good thing to do at a conference, and you could have like a. I should. That'd be a great thing to do when conferences come back. I stole it by the way. I stole it from Rich Eisen. So he has like start bench cut, uh, right? Yes, he takes yes. like three players. Um, um, I, I told you before, like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, or Terry Bradshaw. And you have to start one player, bench one player, or cut them from your team. So you're obviously cutting Tom Brady because he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> And you're starting Terry Bradshaw from the Steelers, and you'll you'll bench Joe Montana. So I stole it, and I I I adopted it for SEO. So I got to give credit where credit is due. Is this the most football you've ever talked on this podcast? Do you think of an SEO? There's yeah, like, it's definitely like the most. This. It's it's Nicky Mosier. We spoke about the Green Bay Packers for a while. He's a big Packers fan. Okay, okay. Um, I speak to Carolyn Leiden about the the Falcons a lot. She's a big Falcons fan. But yeah, this is mo- the most on this. On an interview, I've gone down a lot of wormholes using this, um, the Steelers as an example on the SERP, like how Google's okay. changing things. Okay, okay, yeah. But yeah, this sense. is uh, but, this is the most I, uh, I've ever gotten into it with somebody on the actual. Yeah, I would interview. say uh, I, I think so. Same, same for me. So I think that's awesome. Um, we can, we can, hey, we can talk about nickel defenses and because like, yeah. you're like a coordinator, man. I know we could we could really we could really nerd out on this next time. I don't we, know. Yeah, we should talk. About, we should create another podcast. Like you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Like you know, X's and O's and SEO. Let's do it. Let's do I it. Love it. Right? Yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll break it all down for you. All right. Awesome. Well, until then, thanks, Mark. Thank you. And we are back to your regular scheduled insert SEO podcast. Um, when it comes to beer, by the way, personal preference, Dogfish Head. Any of their IPAs are amazing. Definitely check them out. That's that my, sounds like a made-up name. It is not a made-up name. I, before my kids broke it, I used to have a glass that had a little etching of a of their logo in the bottom of the glass. By the way, did you know this up here? You ever <laughs> seen a beer commercial? You've seen a beer commercial, right? I guess. Yeah. And you see how like all the bubbles are coming up and it looks amazing, right? Okay, and you pour it into your own glass at home and that doesn't happen. Do you know how I that? Don't pour gla- I don't. I don't pour. Your glasses at home. Okay. Oh, you just like you just you just pound in a keg. I get it. Straight from the tap. <laughs> the reason why that happens is that the glass they're using has a has an etching in the glass at the bottom of the of the of the of the glass. That's, that's so interesting. Yes, Thank and the etching creates more that. bubbles, and that's how it makes the bubbles wow. go up. Mm-hmm. Wow! 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 Thank you. My life is not the same anymore now that I know that. I know it's Thank not. You, that's why. I did, that's why I said that. Amazing. Also, yeah. when you see commercials with cereal and like the milk looks perfect, that's not milk, that's glue. Anyway, Ew. yep. <laughs> Let's take it away. We got a lot of news to cover, Sapir. Time for you to shine. 
Let's please hit it with the news. Okay, mobile-first indexing will not be done by September 2020. Now Google says it'll, it'll be Mar- March of 2021 until the move over is 100% complete. So Google missed another deadline, pushed back another deadline. We did not even yeah. predict that would happen when we first reported shocking. on the September deadline. This is very shocking. This normally very. does not happen. I am I'm almost outraged. I'm almost outraged. Yeah, I can, I can, I can hear. Yeah, outrage. well, I'm easily outraged, so that's not really saying much. <laughs> okay, moving on. Along with telling you when your Google My, ba- Google My Business listing has been suspended, Google is now letting us know when a profile has been found to be duplicated. And that is good to know. Yep. And you didn't have to pay $50 for it either. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, can we do that there. now? Can we do that now? <laughs> uh, okay, you okay, do, I'll, I'll do it. Okay, fine, fine. So Google My Business has released a new badge. You can now pay $50. To receive a badge that shows you are guaranteed by Google, you've been vetted by Google, it is a badge that appears in your local panel and in the local pack. And you might be saying, hey, badges, we don't need no stinking badges. And yeah, you do. Because in the local pack, by putting it in the local pack, by the way, I was quoting a movie before. That was not my line. By by, by putting it in the local badges, we don't need no stinking badges. By putting it in the local pack, you do need a badge because, and it's brilliant what Google did here. I mean, brilliant maybe in a not so great way. If there are three listings in the local pack and you did not pay your $50 for your badge and the other two listings did, whose listings do you think users are going to click on? Your badgeless, unguaranteed listing or one of the two other badged, guaranteed listings? vetted, verified listings, however you want to describe it. Obviously, the ones with the shiny green badge, which is going to incentivize, or, and I like to call it, put on peer pressure for sites to go and hand Google $50, for businesses, rather, to hand Google $50 to verify their listing. So Google's saying, hey, you don't have to give us $50, but you kind of got to have to give us $50. So <laughs> hand over that $50. Right. Okay. I got I got it out of my system. Thanks, Morty. You're Let's welcome. move on with the news. Okay, moving on. Twitter was gone from the SERP, and then it came back. After high-profile Twitter accounts were hacked, Google pulled the Twitter box off the SERP. However, all is back to normal now. Well, other than the fact that nothing is normal anymore. Ooh, I liked it. That was good. The way you snuck that in there. Yeah. By the way, big deal for brands, I guess, because the Twitter box doesn't really show up that often. If you look at our SERP feature tracker, it does not. But for a brand, it often does. And that Twitter box might be pushing off a result that speaks negatively of you. So it could be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Moving on. Google is starting to show travel trends based on COVID-19. For example, the SERP may now show how many hotels are open and, and have availability. Right, like the example that I saw, I think, from Barry Schwartz's site was, um, you know, hotels in Houston or travel to Houston, whatever the query was, and it shows that 90% of all hotels in the Houston area have a vacancy, which just makes you feel bad. Like, this is a SERP that if you want to look at this feature just to be depressed, then this is what you should look at because it's depressing. Not good. I mean, the feature is kind of interesting, but the situation is not good. (sighs) 
Okay, right. last one. I'm paying attention okay. to your outline Lastly, this week. Last one, Morty, last one. Lastly. Mm-hmm. I'm focused yeah. this week. <laughs> That's good. Google has done away with checkout fees for buy on Google, meaning retailers will not have to share their profits with Google as there will be no commission fee. Ooh, and that's juicy, which I'm going to save for a deep thought. Part of the bonus coverage of the Insert SEO podcast, which you can find on Twitter. Yes, because I don't think all is that seems here, and I am not sure how, what's the right word? What's the right word? Genuine, this offering is. So check this, look for it on Twitter. It'll come out, it'll come out the Thursday following the release of this podcast. So whatever day Thursday is this week, it'll be on Twitter. So yeah, Thanks, okay. Yeah, and thank it. you for the news. Great job, Sapir. Thank you for the news. Welcome. Now this brings us to our fun and fun segment. It's just fun. That's why we call this fun segment. Fun. Yeah, just fun. The fun SEO send off question. This week's question is brought to you by Sapir. So if you don't like it, blame her. Yes, that's why. That's why it's good. Morning. Oh, that's why. It is, I, I, I <laughs> constantly compliment you on these questions. They are very good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, um, I, I just highlight the differences between my questions and yours. My questions do stink. I freely admit this too. Right, exactly. Mine are actually good. Okay. Yes. This week we're asking, <laughs> who does Google have on speed dial? Oh, and uh, perchance, Sapir, <laughs> who do you think Google has on speed dial? Uh, I would just say Google seems to be the type um, to have like the pizza delivery service as a speed dial. So like that's know? that's your way of saying Google has it's no like friends. Stay, stay in- <laughs> Google's the kind exactly. of person who has no friends and just like- likes to eat pizza in their misery all day. Sound, wow, listen, that's harsh. That that for me is like the ideal ideal life, just staying at home. <laughs> so I need having pizza? pizza all day. Oh, so COVID really works for you? Like that's like this is like, hey, I'm living up. It's Nirvana. <laughs> I'm 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 blossoming right now. I'm <laughs> blossoming. Right. No, I'm kidding. I'm, okay, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I think. Okay, what's your answer? I think that Google has yeah. a good lawyer on speed dial, especially one in Europe. Especially one in Europe that knows how to deal about monopolies and competition. Did I did I take it there? Wow. I think I took it there. You you definitely did. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just being pragmatic about it. If I was in a Google situation and then you know in the EU, I probably have a good lawyer on speed dial, or at very minimum, I'd be looking for Googling. I'd be Googling um, lawyers who know about monopoly laws in Europe. I wonder if Google does that. If they actually, okay. go- the lawyer that they're using, if they Google them, pick them out of the local pack, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Right. And we'll uh, end there. We'll end there. Don't forget to tune in to an all new episode of the Interest SEO podcast next Tuesday. Look forward on Tuesday, because that's when we release on Tuesday. It's, <laughs> it's been in search because we're all in search of something. Thank you of so something. much for tuning in. You totally missed that, Sapir. Thank you so much for tuning in. And <laughs> toodles. <laughs> <laughs>